0: You know what your
1: girl love
2: and Melly Mel. And you are listening to Black, black on, on the, the Proud on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. All right, you guys, today we are talking about black hair.
0: And
2: <sighs> all of its glory. All of
0: its glory. Yes,
2: all of its glory. The crowns that sit upon our heads.
0: <laughs> all of its glory and all of its work.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, to get into our Black Fact Attack for today, we're talking about Madam C. J. Walker. Uh, many of you, uh, many of you all, probably know about her if you have a Netflix account <laughs> and you've seen the uh, the what's it the limited series um, "Self Made," which was a great picture, I must say, It's one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite pictures on uh, Netflix. Where I'll be honest, Octavia I haven't Spencer. seen it. You haven't seen it? Oh my! We got to have I'll a, be honest. Look tonight.
0: I have so have much stuff line. on my Netflix list. It's like self made needs an to be order. at
2: the top of the list. There's a
0: process of a list. Look, I'm look, I still got to watch Malcolm X. I'll just be honest. I still ain't seen Malcolm X, and Netflix going to take that off every other week. I'm working on it.
2: Oh Lord, I take taking off every week. Yeah, I need to watch I'm Not gonna lie. But um, but yeah, self made great picture on Netflix. If you want to know a little bit more about her. Mm-hmm. But just to give you a little bit of information, she was born under the name Sarah Breedlove on December 23rd, 1865, on a plantation near Delta, Louisiana. Her uh, parents were actually slaves that were uh, freed. Um, she developed a scalp disorder in the 1890s, and she began to lose her hair, and she started to experiment with some home re- remedies. Um, later, her husband, Charles Walker, helped her with marketing as she kind of perfected her products, and she adopted the name Madam C.J. Walker to be a little more recognizable. Um, over her life, she grew her company. She started a factory, and she started a beauty school, and she built the immaculate uh, Villa Lawaro, I hoping I'm pronouncing that somewhat right, um, which is an Italian-styled mansion, and it is a very immaculate estate. I must say that very nice house. It still is standing in, um, in Irvington, New York. So if you, um, right, not, not too far from Broadway, right off Broadway, the mansion is, uh, 20,000 square foot. Oh my goodness. I would love to see this house. 34 bedrooms. I want to see that. I want to see that though. I want to see that. But anyhow, she was one of America's first self-made millionaires and at death, she had a net worth that would be equal to $8 million today. That's Mm -hmm. Madam C.J. Walker. Those facts come to you from biography.com and um, heavy.com.
0: Yeah, Madam C.J. Walker, she gave, she put black hair on the map. I Mm -hmm.
3: feel
0: like she, she really put black hair on the map as far as making it a point that Black hair mattered, and mm-hmm. we needed our own products and our own stuff. Now, some of the stuff look, that hot comb <laughs> was a great invention, <laughs> but we could have used a little more covering. Yes. A, a little a little less hold down the ear. Yes. Just get burnt. <laughs> we could
1: have
0: mm. just a little a little tweak. But no, I feel like Madeline C.J. Walker really put black hair on the map. And I mean, I feel like black hair is. A love hate relationship almost.
3: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I feel like for me, for a really long time, I was in the hate vibe with my hair. And now that my mm-hmm. hair is finally healthy, like fully healthy again, now I'm in the love phase. That's good. It's like, thank God, now you want to do what I ask you to do. It's like, it's almost like a parent talking to their child, like, finally, you did what I asked you to do. But yeah, black, black hair, baby,
2: it's really amazing. <laughs> it's really amazing. Um, you know, I love. To see black hair, uh, you know, in, in the natural styles, are just immaculate. You know, the things we can do with mm-hmm. our hair—gravity-defying. I mean, gravity-defying is what it is in a sense. It's just magical. I tell you the truth. Um, but you know, black hair, like you said, you know, a lot of folks who are black have that love-hate relationship with it, and then you have a lot of white folks who have the same, you know, um, view on it. You know, black hair has. Been a point of controversy in a sense, as far as you know whether your hair is natural or if it's straightened or if you uh, you know do the perms and the weaves and such, and then having
1: colored hair too.
2: Yeah, having uh, you know different dyes and such. How how you should look in a professional setting versus a non-professional setting. So let's just talk a little bit about the the overall controversy of black hair and you know why why it is that way. What do y'all think? What
1: do you think, Lauren? Basically, like.
2: Yeah, basically, what he's
1: asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, what he's asking is the beauty standards of today and how it affects how young black girls do their hair mm-hmm. now, That's such a way as to put
0: it. my answer. Um,
1: I think
0: uh, I'm trying to find the right words because I grew up in a house like you know, representation is important in all aspects of life. So the way I grew up, I had you know Barbie dolls like every other girl has and stuff. Mm-hmm. But my mom made sure that I also had black Barbie dolls. Like my mom made sure that I had dolls that looked like me, which I think is very important. But I think also the issue with that is, at least I I can't speak for toys today because I know that Barbie is a lot more exclusive than it was when we were growing up as far as like body sizes and everything in dolls. But um, I will say as far as when we were growing up, my Barbie dolls' skin tone would look like me, but their hair wouldn't. And I feel like even something as minor as that can affect the way black hair is looked at. Where it's like you, I, I flat iron my hair up until three, four years ago, I flat ironed my hair every two weeks religiously. Like not like every two weeks I was in the chair getting my hair pressed out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know why I felt the need to do that. I think society made black women feel like that was the standard of beauty. Having long straight hair, like if I'm like a white girl, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I feel like society made us feel like that was the standard of the beauty, and that was the way for us to be seen as beautiful and to be seen as accepted. So we felt the need to do, you know, like the perms and the straighten your hair. And it's like I just like to do all that stuff now, but I think I do it at my own leisure. I don't do it to please other people. I do it to please myself. But I think I think for very long time up until maybe recently and i mean i don't think we've come very far still Mm -hmm. but i think society definitely played a part in what black women saw as beautiful hair like even from that young as far as like like you know when you're little you want to look like what you see
3: yeah
0: we we didn't really have the representation of a, a barbie doll or even or even in television, we didn't even really have that like in television of the girl with the natural hair or with the natural fro. Shoot, I rewatched That So Raven a couple months ago and I honestly didn't realize how often she switched up her hair and how actually that show was a pretty good representation of black hair. And I, I never realized that.
1: But like going back to the, um, going back to like the toys, mm-hmm. I even remember like Getting an American Girl doll. Yes, it looked like me, but the hair didn't match me. It was straightened and like, you know, pink curls, but not like my actual curly hair.
0: And I mean, I think black hair isn't one toned. We don't all like there are different textures. We don't all have the same texture of hair. Mm-hmm. And I think even now, I feel like we talk about social media all the time, but I feel like I would feel down on my curl pattern because my curl pattern wasn't looking like what I was seeing on my social media.
2: Mm-hmm. Social media is a trip. i tell you the truth. Um, and I, I think i told you how I've been doing my reading and watching about how terrible it is. <laughs> but um, I, I do think that a lot of it has to do with representation and what you see growing up and um, even what you see today. Like you said, I mean, you, you, when you look at like TV and look at social media, even, and I, I, I think even when you look at now, I feel like it's a lot more inclusive, especially when you're talking about like the toys, because I have seen, uh, I mean, like I don't go shopping for Barbie dolls, anything like that. <laughs> but um, from like commercials and like going into the store and you know, uh, you know, walking past the toy aisle and things like that, you see a lot more diversity in skin tones and hair texture. Um, and there's even some black-owned companies. And we're going to get into entrepreneurship a little later in this semester. But there's some black-owned companies that actually make the dolls with different uh, skin tones and conditions and hairstyles and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think in that sense, it's getting a lot more diverse. Um, with TV, I'll say it depends on what you're watching. Um, my thing is when I look at a lot of celebrities, I don't really see natural hair represented. And it's uh, it depends on – hmm, I'm trying to think because when you watch – Yeah, I was gonna like say, videos, I don't know if I
0: agree with that 100%. Yeah,
2: I mean, when you watch certain things, um, I will say that I have seen – especially like Beyonce, a lot of her stuff recently – um, has been, you know, really, um, I mean, not even just recently, I mean, over the last couple of years, um, her stuff has been a lot more, you know, like Africa centered and has a lot more like symbolism from Africa and, um,
0: Mm, Black power,
2: a lot of Black power and, you know, really owning our Blackness in that, in that sense, which is, I think, like I say, it's great to see that, especially when you're a young, young Black girl, young Black boy who, um, may never get exposed to something like that, you know, it's very important, um, in that sense. But I, I really do think society plays a huge part of it, especially when I say like the, controver- the controversy of it, because when you look at like professional settings, I mean, I feel like it's really, it's, it's really now starting to get to where it's okay for like black women to wear like natural, st- natural styles in certain professional settings without having to always like flat iron their hair or have to like wear wigs and things like that. Um, I think that's one area that I also see it, you know, getting better. Yeah, but like like you said, social media plays a huge part of it because you have a lot of people, you know, and social media makes everything look a lot better than it actually is. Um, So you have, like you said, uh, you see the models and stuff who have different curl patterns that look, you know, like this, but then your hair might not do that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like you say, it's different, you know, versions, different flavors of black hair, you know? Um, So I think that's a part of it as well. Yeah, I feel, I
0: I, I kind of feel like we have to be like, Just so we're clear, (laughs) there is nothing wrong with not wearing your natural hair out. Because I'll say at least for me and my personal experience, I choose to not wear my natural hair out at certain times simply because I don't feel like me having my natural hair out, I have to do my hair every four or five days. And sometimes it's like, look, I'm on the go, I'm busy, I have other stuff going on. I don't have the time to be sitting here trying to spend t- two hours making sure my hair looks good. Like protect, and honestly, protective styles are a blessing. Like my hair would not be as healthy as it is now if it wasn't for braids and twists and passion twists and crochet. And oh my God, I went I went through such a like insane crochet phase where it's like my mom was crocheting my hair every, literally, like, every couple months, like, I would have crocheting hair, take it out. My mom would just recrochet well, my hair.
1: I mean, for me personally, <laughs> freshman year is the first year that, like, I actually got braids or anything because, like, I was so stuck really? on. Really? Yeah, never. But, I mean, things have changed. Like, I used to be told that, like, if I got braids, it would be ghetto or, like, you're trying to be somebody who you're not supposed to be, but I'm like, I'm black. <laughs> I mean, I can get them if I want to. You're acting as if I'm not of, uh, like, I'm not black. I can't wear them. Yeah, I definitely feel you know like it's what I'm a saying? different
0: struggle for you being biracial. Yes,
1: it's completely different because for me, it's like, on my mom's side, they want me to have straight hair because it looks prettier to them. Like, curly hair looks unmanageable. It looks like their and my, hair. Right, and then to my dad, curly hair is so beautiful but at the same time you can't get protective styles because that would make you look ghetto i'm like Mm -hmm. how does that
2: yeah i think it's definitely a stigma with it as well um in that sense because like even like my mom she just recently cut her locks she had locks since i was like one so i've always seen her with uh locks until um like i said she just cut them like recently this within this these last couple of months um and i always wanted locks actually i always wanted locks but mom would, wouldn't let me because i was like a thug you know to a certain extent and it, and i mean part of it is you should be able to wear your hair how you want to wear it but at the same time like like you go like, like we talking about society society has a perception you know based on how you look and sadly to say the more i say um it's not necessarily more natural styles, but just because, like I said, it has gotten better over the years. But I say just certain styles, like you say, braids, locks, um, corn rolls, you know, things like that. They have this connotation, this perception in a societal lens that they'll uh, that, make, make you look ghetto or make you look like you're a troublemaker or a hoodlum and all this kind of crazy stuff they make up to, you know, put people into a box, if you feel what I'm saying um yeah i you. definitely
0: mm-hmm. feel like that stigma's worse for black men i mean, like no well i don't know i don't i don't know if i want to play the who has it worse game
3: oh no but oh, no. i
0: definitely feel like with the locks and everything Ooh, sorry there was a gnat in my room <laughs> but <laughs> i definitely feel like with the whole lock situation i've definitely heard that as far as um black men and i've definitely heard that you won't get a job with that hairstyle but it's like i feel like it just goes back to our past conversations with like the name thing like i feel like my resume should speak for itself what my hair looks like should have nothing to do with whether or not
2: Mm -hmm. you're
0: qualified to do a specific job
2: definitely and um and like i said with with the whole you got it worse thing i mean we, we don't have to necessarily go into that really but i will say for for you know black men there is a very a, a much smaller spectrum of hair that is acceptable in a variety of lenses I mean part of it and I mean it, it's, it's a trip <laughs> to a certain extent but um, I say in a sexuality standpoint I feel like a lot of uh, natural styles on a black man can be look and he, he can be labeled as being um you know gay or something like that because he may want to have a longer natural style and the way his hair sit just might make him you know what I'm saying and then there's this whole thing about him uh a whole sexuality thing about it which you know has nothing to do with how you your hair is you feel what I'm saying, and then there's another thing as far as professionality um for and, and you know I um have been a part of the one hundred black men with like a leadership de- development mentorship um And just like, you know, professional training program. And one thing that they've always, you know, taught us is that we had to keep our hair below uh, half an inch because having like a long style, that's not really looked at as professional. Even like me, I have a beard. Um, If I ever wanted to go into like politics, I'd have to shave my beard and just different things like that. But then on the other side, you know, you have white men who may have longer styles and they can put it in different little ways and such where well, their hair is, you know, much more than, you know, five, 10 inches long, but it could still look professional and be deemed as, you know, appropriate and things like that. Um, and
0: you know what? I feel like that goes into the school thing as well, where like, I, I feel like I won't say this year because I mean, shoot, ain't nobody really been in school this year. Yeah. But I think within the last two or three years, I just like early, when we were in high school, for sure, I just kept seeing so many cases of black kids getting suspended or black kids can't go to school yes. or they can't graduate with their class because their hair is a certain way.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I the, mean, boy, it's just
0: a stigma of white hair is better. And that's not the reality of the situation.
2: Mm-hmm. And even I say, um, when, you, when you speak on graduation, because I went to a school that was j- just about all black, like we had straight black students and we had a, f- a few Hispanic students and that was the population of the school. And even when it, come, it came down to graduation, I mean, I remember our, uh, the, the, the teacher who was in charge of putting that together. She was telling folks got to get their hair together because of I mean, it was a logistical reason as far as the caps being able to go on their head. But I feel like that's not an issue you have. White people don't have that same issue. You know what I'm saying? So part of that, I mean, we have to look at creative ways in which to incorporate black hair. Because the thing about society in general is it just makes things more and more unnatural, I feel. Um, And something as simple as that, a graduation cap is not built to sit on top of a natural head of hair. It's built to sit on top of a very flat, very flat hair. You know what I'm saying? I will say,
0: I got my hair flat ironed for graduation so that I wouldn't have to deal with the whole mm-hmm. having my hair situation. That yeah. actually
2: is an issue. Like, if I if I did, let's say I did have locks. If I had locks, there's no way in mm-hmm. heck that I would be able to put one of my gra- graduation yeah. caps on my head. Um, I
1: never saw that. Mm-hmm. I mean, me, I was at a predominantly white school, so there wasn't really a lot of black folk, but I, I didn't see anybody, like, being stopped from...
2: Mm
3: -hmm.
1: what type of hairstyle they were able to wear.
2: Yeah, And I mean, in my school, nobody would necessarily stop. It was just an issue that was present.
1: Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what I realized with females is almost every single female that was black um, all straightened their hair. Nobody wore their hair in their natural way, which was really surprising to me. So it just shows you that when events happen, it is more common for a black girl to straighten her hair than to wear her natural hair out to events. Mm Mm-hmm because it seems seems more elegant and that's how there we go again beauty standards right there we go again beauty standards and all of that and how we mm-hmm. should we should perceive ourselves in front of people especially in at important events
3: mm-hmm.
1: um restaurants like special things that happen in life even at work so for me to see that and i i look back and i'm upset that I followed that as well, that I was one of the people who also straightened their hair mm-hmm. because I saw that as appropriate, and I saw that as very beautiful instead of wearing my curly hair out, which I could have rocked, and it was great. Yeah. It was gorgeous.
2: Yeah, because I say whenever I see you with your hair out, I mean, it looks great, and then you have the, the color in it. I'm not sure if you, I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> I was, well, I have
1: braids in right now, but yes, now. I... Mm -hmm. i don't trust anybody like what color dye unless it's my like unless i do it myself Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's just me but i don't like Mm -hmm. i'll go to a salon and get my hair pressed if i want to but if i'm gonna wear my hair out curly anyways i'm gonna dye it myself
2: Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense um one other issue i want to kind of touch on um getting a little into a serious part right here is with black hair being trendy. You know, this new wave where celebrities that um, are not black of the skin have these styles like Bantu knots and such. Uh, can we, uh, God, you <laughs> have to talk like, not baby, you, and, and not we need you to get into it. Out, We need to get into it. Not you
1: calling it. out Adele.
2: I'm just saying. I wasn't
1: even thinking I'm just about that. I wasn't
2: thinking about Bantu anybody knot. in particular. But I I'm thinking I'm about they are like, wearing Kardashian. bantu knots and acting like they came up with the idea in a dream. Oh,
1: the Kardashian braid when it's a bo- it's a box braid, it's a I was gonna box. say the boxer box braids and that are things. actually and they, they just
2: inventing this stuff, right? They just have come up with these immaculate ideas for hairstyles, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't that? feel
0: like we need to have the conversation of black people. We don't follow culture; we create culture. I don't even feel like we need to have that conversation because I feel like that should already be common knowledge. Like That's a given. we don't, we don't follow culture; we create culture. That's a given. And I mean, I definitely think that here is my problem with it, my personal problem. I don't neces mm, I don't neces mm, I'm trying to think. I want to say. I don't feel like I necessarily have an issue with white people or, pe- or people are non people of color using black hairstyles necessarily what i have a problem with is them doing it without giving credit where credit's due
3: mm-hmm. and
0: treating it like it's a trend but when we do it is mm-hmm. when we do it it's not appropriate mm-hmm. or it's nappy headed or it's, mm-hmm. like it's deemed inappropriate but when they do it it's culture and it's trend setting that's where i have an issue
2: yeah
0: where it's okay for you to do it but something that i and my people invented we can't even enjoy it
2: yeah i can definitely understand that perspective me personally i don't like to see it <laughs> i'm sorry but when i see those little blind fox locks or faux locks they call them i mean it, it I, I i i can't look at it and I, I i forgot what i was looking at the other day but it was a I was listening to somebody. I, I, I mean I it's know, not my favorite
0: I, thing. It's not like my favorite thing. Like I if I see it. somebody with it, I might get a little uneasy. Yes,
2: yeah, definitely uneasy. More than but uneasy. I
0: I definitely have more of an issue with the not giving credit where credits mm-hmm. due part of it.
2: Yeah, and 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 I, I like I said, I can understand that perspective. And like my biggest issue is, like you said, you know, these celebrities they do it, and it's trend setting, and it's the hottest thing. It's on the cover of Time magazine, you know. But then Black folks can't even go to work wearing the same thing. That's where I find a lot of a lot of the issue at is the double standard for something that we created and that is our culture. That's uh, kind of where I find the issue.
0: I just. Uh... I I don't even know. I just feel like Black hair is beautiful. And for the Black women that listen to this, I feel like it's important to know if you don't love your hair right now, that is okay. Like it is okay. Like you know, honestly, it is okay to not love your hair right now because I've been through that feeling and I know what that feels like where I did not love my hair and like I could not stand my hair and I was just over it and I was done with it. And I was like, this ain't the move.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like everybody's hair journey is different. Everybody's everybody has to get there at their own pace. Like it took me until I was like 15 to be like, okay, your mm-hmm. hair, like it took me to doing to getting to 15 years old and washing my hair and realizing I had no curl pattern for me to be like I have a problem
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that's not me saying anybody that does it has a problem because if that's what you enjoy and that's how you like your hair then that's fine
3: mm-hmm.
0: but there is it's, I feel like we're further than we used to be like I can look Definitely. at the news now and see black women mm-hmm. yeah. with, Orders and with weave and stuff I can also see them with curly hair and with their natural hair and stuff mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like now we're in a place in society where when people talk about black hair and people talk about like 4C hair, people aren't immediately going to Lupita. Where I feel like Lupita is like this universal black woman who like Lupita is used as the example of a dark skinned woman. She uses the mm-hmm. example of a woman with natural hair. Like, I feel like now we're getting out of that phase where Yeah, Lupita is one of them, but there's a couple other of them too. Yeah. And I think black women, especially because of quarantine and everything, they're go- now black women are entering that position where I think we're kind of fed, like we're fed up with a lot of things. Obviously, I think with the hair thing, we're getting fed up and we're getting to the point that we don't care because I've seen a lot of celebrities cutting their hair,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is a big chop. is oh, for yeah. you. Yeah, go I for it. I've so seen so many
1: honest. young girls get the big chop. I'm gonna
0: mm-hmm. be. I've seen so many. I'm ooh. I, I I can't even say it the way I want to say it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but you know how I want to really say it. If you if you ever watch *Girlfriends*, my, Maya's Maya's catchphrase. That's how I want to say it. But I'm just gonna say no. Like. I, I support anybody who can do the big chop. I genuinely care. It can. takes a lot.
2: It takes. It but takes a lot.
0: I personally, I don't have that kind of strength in my soul. I can't watch all of the hair that I've spent the last twenty years growing just fall out of my head and start over. I just, I can't. Yeah. My been trying to get me to do the big chop for years, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. you got that? <laughs> like, you know, I can't it's a do movie, it.
2: Um, uh, Napoli Ever After, I believe, is called. Um, I would never do that name it. of the movie. I, I think that's the name of the movie. I can't think of it. I think that's the name of it. Yeah, but, that's,
1: yeah that's
2: it. And it's one of the scenes where she is actually that's cutting a great her hair movie, off. actually. Mhm. And that that's, that that scene when she's cut her hair off, it just shows so much emotion, you know, and it it really shows, you know, that that. Like, it takes a lot, you know, to do that big shot. It it takes a lot. And that scene really shows. Like, she was crying. She was laughing. She was, it was just, it was so, so much emotion in that scene. You should check it out. Even if you can just like watch that freedom. one scene. I mean, it's, 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 it's a level of freedom. I think that really is part of it. Because it takes, like you said, it takes a lot. It takes confidence. It takes, it just takes so much. Like, I mean, I can't
0: imagine. I feel also from the perspective of it being where, it's a lot of work doing something consistently to please other people. It is. I it feel is. like that also was the the message that they were trying to get with that scene, where it mm-hmm. she was finally free from yeah. that oppression, as far as she didn't have to cons- keep flat ironing her hair. Because I mean, if you've ever seen the movie, or if you haven't, sorry to spoil it for you, but you yeah, know, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, it's, spoiler alert. Sorry, but you know, throughout that movie her mom was that person who was like you know
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah if you wear your hair like that it's nappy you need to have your hair pressed mm-hmm. out you need to have a wig you need to have something you need to look presentable and i feel like we can't we can't keep doing that to our black women where we treat them as if the hair that naturally comes from their head mm-hmm. is it uh, acceptable or isn't approachable because it is
2: it is. And I think one part of it, uh, especially like you said, where her, how her mom is starting the movie, I think that's like, it's, it's one of those generational curses. I mean, the, and there's so mm-hmm. many that affect the, the black community that folks don't even think about, but that's one of them. Cause it's, it's been a, um, norm for a long time because that's, and it's been a survival t- uh, tactic. If anything, like we said, you know, to get a job, to be able to function in society as it's built here in America, it's, uh, it, it has historically been, you know a rule of thumb that you have to have the straight hair. You have to get the perms. You have to use the the, the flat iron and, and and the hot comb, um, and just wearing natural styles has just recently become you know the new, I mean trend to a certain extent. But it has been more normal. It's been more accept acceptable um, just recently. So I feel like it's part of that. You know that g- generations they're trying to put that same. You know, motion onto their kids, and I think that's part of it as well. Um, one thing I also want to get into is, and uh, this is more for you guys than me, because for black men, I mean, it's you—you it, you ju- usually just get up and you just kind of brush your hair and you leave the house. But when it comes down to like you know, you, our ladies and uh, maintaining, you know, natural hair, what's the difference in that? Ooh,
0: child.
2: How many times we
0: got left? <laughs> that's the real question. <laughs> um, ooh, Jesus. I'm just, I'm getting hot just thinking about it. Um, well, one thing that I think, and I think it's important for Black men and their standard of beauty for Black women to understand that if you are not comfortable being with a woman who wears a bonnet, then you have way bigger issues than you realize. Let me start off with that.
1: Yes, ma'am. Can you say it again? You- if you have an issue
0: with your woman wearing a bonnet, because we don't say nothing about y'all do-rags and how y'all have to have 50 million colors. We ain't gonna talk about that.
2: But for those... All day, too. Not just for those,
0: but for those boys, and I say boys because real men don't act like that, for those mm-hmm. boys who have an issue with their woman wearing a bonnet, you got bigger issues than you realize, and you need to reevaluate that. Because for me, for me, to maintain... I got 4C hair. So my hair, it's very soft but it's very thick. So when I, and even when I like, try to brush down my hair, my hair is just gonna have flyaways. Like I've just accepted that. My hair is really thick. But when I do my hair, like if I'm like putting gel and stuff in my hair and trying to put my hair into a ponytail, I need to have on a do-rag to have that down. And then I need to have on a satin bonnet. I used to have a satin pillowcase, but I don't at the moment. I need to get a new one. Like there are That's just certain nice. things.
3: Oh, I can believe it. That's
0: nice. And it's really good for your hair. Like there are just certain things that you have to do. I I consistently oil in my hair every like two or three days because I have a naturally dry scalp. So I have to keep which a lot of people like if you don't know, one of the differences between white hair and black hair is that white people, they wash their hair a lot because their hair secretes a lot of oil. But oil isn't necessarily good for their hair, which is why they wash their hair a lot. For black hair, oil is good for you because black people, like a lot of black people, they have drier hair where their hair, you know, it soaks up that nutrients really quickly. So you have to consistently put oil and stuff in your hair. So just if nobody knew that, that, that's the difference between white hair and black hair or one of the differences. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I put oil in my hair like every two or three days. Try to keep it moisturized. I wash my hair every two weeks. Another thing, if you don't know, conditioner is better than shampoo. Shampoo, you should really only be using shampoo to clean your hair, like to get the dirt out of your hair. But you want to use more conditioner than you use shampoo, at least from my experience. I use more conditioner because, I, um, because it's better for your hair. It, that's better nutrients for your hair. But if I'm I'm washing my hair, I dedicate a whole Sunday. Like, if I'm saying, okay, I need to wash my hair, I'm like, okay, this Sunday, that's just my hair. Because by the time I I detangle my hair before I wash it, so that I don't have to worry about, like, so much hair and stuff in my shower. So you have to detangle your hair. Then I wash it. Then when I'm done washing, I have to re-detangle it. And then once I re-detangle it, I have to put it in sections then I have to do leave-in conditioner on those individual sections. And if I'm not blow-drying it, which I have to blow-dry in sections, and also make sure that I put heat protectant on my hair. If I'm not blow-drying it, then I have to put it in sections, put in leave-in conditioner, and put in, I use this Jamaican mango and lime stuff that I get at the hair store. I use that, twist my hair, t- tie down my hair, and like my hair on a, Wash day will probably take me like three hours to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah time say it time takes about process. three hours. It is a process. I will say. What about you, Mel? Uh,
1: personally, I mean, I don't, I don't go through all of that. But that's just how you know that there's a difference in hair texture
2: mm-hmm. and
1: like yeah. how much you have to do for each one. Because I mean, I mean, a lot of people say it's because I'm mixed, and it probably is because I'm mixed. But I don't really have to do a lot. I mean, I usually wash my hair. I don't use shampoo. Like, I'm mean, like, yeah, like Warren said, I don't use shampoo. I use conditioner mostly, or I use a co-wash. And then I make sure I oil my scalp. And, I mean, put some curl cream in it and then I go. That's about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and everybody's hair is different.
2: Yeah, it is, it is. I feel like a part of that also has to do with, um, you know, society. I, I blame everything on society and uh and, and social media <laughs> but i feel like part of that the reason there's so much work has to do with society and social media because i mean well i'm trying to think because as a black man, it is a lot different. You kind of just got to get up. I mean, if your hair is kind of short, you just brush it. If your hair is longer, you pick it out.
1: Brush your hair and that's about it. Um, that's it. And i got a question.
0: Why do y'all feel the need to carry brushes with y'all everywhere? Yeah. Why do y'all, y'all brush
3: hair
0: I'm going
2: to tell you the truth. Y'all know me. Y'all know I'm an old soul. And I'm the wrong person to ask a lot of questions about what uh, black men do. <laughs> because I, I don't carry my brush with me all the all the time. Even when I do have a shorter style. Um, most of the time, Mostly it's it's, when you're growing waves it takes a lot of brushing you gotta have your duet that's why you know folks have the duets on all day and things like that so that your waves don't get messed up and that they can grow um you know kind of flat like that um that's part like
0: of, every 30 minutes. Like,
2: honestly, like I've been in classes where I've seen somebody just like plot a
0: brush and brush their hair. Like, why is that a pastime? Like, I feel it. like that shouldn't be a pastime for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, in high school, folks, to get in trouble for hair, for in class, paying attention are uh, you in the back just brushing your hair in the middle of the test, brushing your hair? Um,
3: like, who does that? And I mean, and, and, and,
2: and, like, like I said, it's usually the grow waves, folks. You don't know, have to make ma- maintenance on it until the waves kind of get set. And once they get set. It don't take as much, but um, especially when you're trying to grow them out and you're starting out, it takes a lot of you, you, different gels and things like that to get those waves going. Um, but, like, for me, I just get up right now. My hair is a little longer. I need a haircut, actually. Hopefully I get one soon. Ooh, um, you say
1: you need a haircut.
2: I do. I do. I need a haircut. I need a haircut bad. I need one bad. We've but been in a pandemic. In the a lot
0: of people need a haircut. <laughs> a lot
2: of folks do. <laughs> um, but I just get up and I pick my hair out and I and I get to stepping um, and when I, my hair is shorter, I brush it once in the morning, and then I brush it again the next morning. <laughs> mm. So that, that's how it is for me. Um, one great product, if you guys are looking for some hair care products, Butler Butter, while good for the skin, is also good for the hair. That's my butter line. Uh, I can put that in there.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Y'all can order some at site. Again, that's the butler dot company dot site. This ep- this episode brought to you by Butler Butter.
1: <laughs> I'm uh, sponsoring his own
2: thing. <laughs> wow! Let me stop.
1: Do we get paid for the sponsorship?
2: Um, and like like I was saying, you know that. Uh,
3: um,
0: no no it no! So takes, we takes so right. much
2: to uh, ma- maintain natural hair, um, but. W- but what's the difference uh, again with like straightening your hair also
1: no nope, i don't want to hear
2: it we need the you No, know, I'm, I'm trying to get into the next little little topic while we got some what do time you mean? um so i know uh lauren you said something about uh you know um a perm um and then we have like the hot comb and the flat iron and things like that so what is the difference I think, between th- those things what are the effects of some of those things on your hair as well? Not that First there's anything all, wrong yeah. if you want to wear, wear your hair like that. I
1: mean, although just, it, just, it looks no. nice, it's very damaging for your hair. And I'm just Unless you honest. go through, if you go through the correct steps when straightening your hair, you can keep your hair healthy. But if yeah. you don't, and if you just let somebody, like, that's the thing. Stop going to hairdressers that don't know how to do black hair. And mm-hmm. I know I know that might sound like no, it, it shouldn't sound like anything. I'm saying it straight up. Don't go to hairdressers who don't know how to do black hair. Because for me personally, I have gone to many hairdressers that don't know how to use black hair. My hair was very damaged. I did have to go through a big chop. My hair would be curly to my ear and then straight. So when I cut it, I just felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Now my hair is down to the length it was before, and it's curly all around. No straight pieces at all.
0: Um. Not if whatever you do, if you love what you do to your hair, that's great. But I just gotta be honest, stop perming y'all hair, like please. Stop please. And, and you know it's what? Stop fucking. perming and stop perming y'all baby's hair. It is oh, traumatizing.
2: Yes. I've had a
0: perm once in my entire life. I have perm once, and I think I was like maybe eight. I got a perm mm-hmm. once, and that. <sighs> It just the whole aspect of it terrified me. Just in the fact that if you walk in for too long, you can possibly burn burn like you will have your hair falling out. You could burn your scalp. Like there's just so many. It's such a damaging chemical to put it in is. your hair.
2: It is. I saw like a video. I,
0: I don't know who recommends mm-hmm. that and thinks that it's okay.
2: Yeah, I saw a video where the guy he had uh, the the chemical base that's basically what the perm is made out of, and he put a chicken leg in there, and, and after it it. about thirty minutes, the chicken the meat of this chicken burned off the bone, and then and folks putting this in it. their hair. And when you look at what it does, uh, and even with, with flat irons do the same, not exactly the same thing as far as the chemical go, but the um the end result. It basically denatures the protein. You know, our black hair is so curly because it has a high amount of protein um, and protein bonds within it, and that's what makes it so curly and thick. And when you use the perms uh, or a flat iron, it is actually burning and denaturing the, those proteins, and that's what makes it straight. Um, so it's not good for your hair. It's really not. This is just a summing all up. It's not good for your hair. Um, and especially
0: white please stop putting it in children's hair. Like, it's, genuinely. The kids, because that, that
2: ruins the them from jump. It's not good for the kids. Because, I mean, they're still developing. And you put that stuff in there, and it just, it just messes up the whole chemistry of their of scalp forever. Like yeah. like, like Lauren said, that's the front of the jump. It just messes up the whole chemistry of their scalp. So, um, stop the, but, uh th- throw the I mean,
0: As far as... I would say, as far as flat ironing your hair, I don't... See an issue with flat ironing hair so much I just think like from my personal experience my recommendation would be to not do it so often like I did mine every two weeks that wasn't like for my hair that that was part of the reason that I damaged it but you know everybody's hair is different at the end hair is a process hair a lot of black hair is you know, trying different stuff until you figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. That, that honestly, mm. that majority of black hair, just figuring, like you just trying different stuff and figuring out what works for you. But,
1: but also, also it's like, don't expect the first product you switch to or the first product you use to work for you. Yeah. You can have some trials and errors. Also, sometimes it comes with just training your hair to use that product.
2: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's definitely, it's, it's definitely
2: now. Butler butter is all natural and can. <laughs> and,
1: and, <laughs> Are you and, 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 just I mean, kidding. Kidding. I'm just
2: kidding. This is black
1: what I proud, thought, I sorry. thought we weren't allowed to advertise <laughs> on air. <laughs> <laughs> but we gonna totally be advertising kidding, Butler kidding. butter,
0: apparently. <laughs> but no, um, I just and I, and like Mel said, you know, you need to find somebody that works for your hair texture. Like prime example, a lot of people that I know, they like going to get their hair done by Dominican hairdressers, which there's nothing wrong with that. I think that they do beautiful hair, there's nothing wrong with that. I personally, just from going to get my hair done by a Dominican hairdresser, that doesn't work for my hair. Because I just, I get really paranoid about like, you know, they use a lot of heat and everything and I get very paranoid about putting that much heat in my hair in one sitting. So that didn't work for me, but for some people I know that works really well for them. Like, it's just everything's trial and error. You know, you have to try it in order for you to know if it's going to work or not. But I mean, hey, I support anybody and everybody on their hair journey. Yes. Just, just, I'm with you. It's some work, and I'm with you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm praying for you. So, one more thing to kind of close this out just talking about um some of the community aspects of black hair when it comes down to actually going to the barbershop or the hair salon. And, you know, everybody's seen movies like, you know, barbershop where in the barbershop and they're just kicking it, having a good time, having good conversation. Uh, even the one hundred black men, they have a thing called a barbershop talk where we just kind of sit around and talk like we're at the barbershop. And what is that like for you all when you go to the hair salon or, you know, a lot of folks will get their hair done by their parents and that whole community vibe mean? that surrounds like hair. A, mm-hmm.
1: Oh, if you go to, I mean, for me personally, for the hair salon, it depends on who's doing your hair. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. you can have a talkative lady. and You can have the best time chatting it up. And then sometimes you can have somebody who looks like they're gonna talk but then they don't speak at all and you're just sitting there on your phone yep. and she goes can you can you lift your head please mm-hmm. can you turn it, please." man it i
0: remember when i used to get my hair flat iron the ladies would be in there playing the radio and they're like you know the radio people like they're talking about current events and stuff and they are just be in there talking all kinds of mess and then the lady that you know sells like cake wrapped up in (laughs) and then like you know the lady that sells cake wrapped up in like Mm -hmm. saran wrap would show up and start selling like I don't go into the beauty shop especially like a beauty shop that a lot of people do hair in like there's people Mm -hmm. around like it's just such a vibe but also it can get annoying sometimes because then it's like using up under the dryer and you like I hope she didn't forget about me while she's working on the other two hands because this Mm -hmm. hand still needs to get done but (laughs) I mean, uh, man, I miss being able to go into the beauty shop, or I miss when my hair, I miss being able to go into the beauty shop and not worrying about damaging my hair.
3: Yeah.
0: But it's definitely, it's a it's a deep cultural thing. I feel like that's, it's, it's a part of our culture. Like, that's it's almost like going to the park, like that's the community yeah, hotspot, like that's the like hangout. The <laughs> like you come like you know, I've had women, I've seen women going to the beauty shop, and you know, while they get their hair done, they talking about their men and stuff. And you know, I'm like fifteen, sixteen, so I'm like, I ain't saying them, but I'm sitting there listening. And they talking about their men and how they don't know how to act and stuff. And I'm sure men in the barbershop shop talking about how they women getting on their nerves and stuff. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's a thing too, but it's just, I don't know. It just, it, I feel like it makes you feel closer to the people in your community.
2: Like it's one of those Definitely, things. definitely. For me, I mean, I, my, one of my first jobs, well actually, my first job was actually sweeping up the floor in a barber shop. I was, uh, I used to clean, clean up the barber shop. That was my first job in uh, middle school. I think it was eighth. Like, I think it was in like eighth grade. Yeah. And it was really cool because I worked, like, later in the evening, uh, like, to close the shop up. And I worked all day on the weekends. And the weekends is usually when you had the most, you know, activity in the barbershop. Um, if you ever go to the barbershop or the hair salon on a weekend, that's an all-day type thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Depending on how your barber work. Um, but, yeah. And it really is uh, so interesting because, I mean, it was so much conversation that they had like different – sometimes they had like the uh, – if, you know, it was football season or basketball season, they had a the sports playing and everybody, in there watching the game. And it and on those days – and this is for the barbershop more so. That reminds me more of the, like what you see on TV is like a sports bar where everybody's like, oh, and then – and the sports are doing this and they're like, oh, you should have got it and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's what it's like on those days. Then you have the days where it's not necessarily like the TV is not necessarily on. Um, and it's just like regular conversation. It can be talk about politics. I know we've had a lot of conversation. There's been a lot of conversations about that um, in the barbershop when I was working there. Um, they talk, like you said, folks will talk about their uh, relationship life. Um, one 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 person put it to me like this. He said, you know, your barber is your therapist. No, that's what. Uh, <laughs> that's what they said on Barbershop, actually. Cedric the Entertainer, his character. He was saying that, the that's theory. true
0: in a lot it, of ways. It is.
2: It is. Cause I mean, you just sit down and you had a, and you had a conversation and it's good to have that relationship, you know, cause I, another question that I had on here that we're not going to be able to get into is, you know, some of the beliefs around black hair. And, you know, I was told that, you know, your hair is an extension of your energy. You know what I'm saying? This reaching up to the sun, you know, and it's t- you, you can't just let anybody and And you guys know that you don't let anybody, just anybody, anybody touch your hair. You know what I'm saying? so oh, that, have that's that a whole other conversation. That's a whole conversation. <laughs> we ain't got time. We might have to do a part two for black well, hair. People. It's just so so much to talk. All
0: about. our listeners really need to know is you don't touch somebody's hair without permission. I don't care Honestly. if you black, yellow, purple. I don't care what you are. You Honestly. don't touch somebody's hair without
2: permission because and you don't I ask mean, to touch people's hair either.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I've like when I'm feeling really good about my hair or whatever, I've offered to my friends, like, you want to feel it? Because now my hair is healthy and it's so mm-hmm. luscious and soft that I'm like, ooh, girl, feel, feel how good my hair is. But no. Unless I c- approach you and say, do you want to feel this beautiful, luscious 4C? Mm-hmm.
2: No. You know, and it's a clip of Viola Davis. Um, I'm not sure what film it is but the one of the characters reached reach for her hair and she slap her hand back and she give it his face. And the face is just exactly the emotion that comes with touching somebody's hair. So don't touch somebody hair. Um, you know
0: what? Don't reach as you ask. Don't even
2: reach. Either.
0: Don't be like, can I touch your hair as your hand, as your hand is, is hand now is a quarter from my hair. Don't do that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but um, but I think that's part of, you know, how the barbershop is as well. You know, that person who you have working on your hair needs to be somebody who you can trust and be able to have that kind of conversation and relationship with for them to be all working within your hair. That's your energy that they are, they are working in. So that's very important as well. Um, But, yeah, we're definitely out of time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we definitely talked y'all's ears off about our heads.
2: <laughs> yes. So I hope you guys learned some things about black hair if you did not know about it already um again like always we appreciate you guys for listening to black on the prowl um
0: and before we close out we mm -hmm. do want to remind you all really quickly that it is now 17 days until the presidential election so if you have not ready. you have not put out your absentee ballots please finish your ballot get it sent out as soon as you can please go to the polls vote if you are able to Mm -hmm. use your voice people because it does matter and it is important. And this has been sponsored by Low Needs You to Go Out and Vote and
2: Incorporated. <laughs> Definitely. Make sure y'all get your all absentee. If y'all haven't ordered it and y'all need it, I think the deadline is like the end of this month, October 31st, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to order your absentee ballot. And then once you get it, fill that thing out as soon as possible. Get that thing sent off so it will be counted um, before it's too late. Um, so yes. yeah, make sure you vote. And, and make early sure you listen to started. Black on the Proud.
0: And early voting started in Georgia on the 12th. So you can go ahead and go out now and vote.
2: Yes, make sure you do that. Early voting is great if you don't like lines. <laughs> hmm that's so, where I'm going. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. And make sure y'all listen to Black on the Proud next week. We out.
1: Bye, y'all.
2: Bye. Black on the crowd was produced by the student staff of 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio and the CSU Department of Communications Department Chair, Dr. Gibson. Dr. Bruce Getz is WCUG's faculty advisor. You can listen to this show and other shows on 88.5 FM, TuneIn, or SoundCloud. Just search our call letters WCUG.